Thank you, Eric, for the opportunity to bring a message from God's Word for your installation today. It's a joy for me and a privilege and an honor to be here to do that. It's an exciting day. It's a joy-filled day as we move toward the installation of Pastor Eric. It's also a day that's filled with expectations. As a congregation, school, preschool, staff, even students have expectations of what will take place in the next months and years. And yes, Pastor Eric, you have some expectations as well. Katie and Nash, you also have some expectations. By the way, Nash, excellent reading. Well done. And there are others who have expectations. I have some. But the Lord Jesus Christ also has some expectations for this congregation and for you in ministry. As we look at the gospel lesson, it has something to do with those expectations also. We hear one word that is an imperative, a command. Pray. Pray for laborers in the harvest field. That's one word picture. And there's another word picture of sheep and shepherd. Sheep, in this case, that are helpless, are harassed, and it seems as though they are without a shepherd. I'm going to focus on the one word of the text today, shepherd, under the theme, caring shepherds. Note the plural. We're not just talking about Pastor Eric, as you will see. Jesus is the good shepherd. And the gospel lesson, Matthew 9, speaks of his activity and gives us what he has to say. He's been going through the towns and the villages in the region and speaks of what he sees. He's been doing a whole lot of healing. Every kind of illness, every kind of disease, every kind of affliction. He's the perfect doctor. And with him around, you wouldn't need a family doc and you wouldn't need anyone of any kind of a specialist. All you would have to do is find where he was. You wouldn't have to wait weeks and maybe months for appointment or treatment. He would be there to take care of it for you. Not only was he into physical healing, but spiritual healing. Time after time, he was casting out demons, evil spirits. He was teaching, teaching in their synagogues. He was the visiting rabbi frequently. 
And it's noted that he spoke with authority, like no one else, like none of the other rabbis. And people were astounded, and sometimes people were quite unhappy with what he had to say. He was preaching, preaching the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. He was pointing people so that they could understand the Old Testament was pointing to him. He was fulfilling it. He spoke about what was going to happen. And the disciples didn't want to hear it, and, and others may not have wanted to have heard it either. But he spoke about how he would be betrayed, how he would be handed over, how he would be crucified. But on the third day, he reassured them that he would rise again from the dead. The message of the gospel. The one who is the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep, who gave his life for all people. We continue to preach Christ, Christ crucified. It's the center of our teaching in our churches. Pastor Eric, you will be proclaiming the good news of that gospel, forgiving the sins of people, speaking to them of the new life that they have in Christ, reassuring them of a beautiful future life in eternity. You'll be caring for people, visiting the sick and the dying, being concerned for people in their needs, whatever those might be. You will be that caring shepherd to the flock here, the sheep of Christ Lutheran Church and school. You follow in the steps of a caring shepherd. Pastor Neil, who was your shepherd for like 13 years, and if Jesus had come along here walking on earth, Pastor's Neil term could have been extended even longer and could have eliminated his health problems. But Pastor Neil's tenure has come to an end, and I know that you have shown your appreciation to him in a myriad of ways. But his ministry has come to an end. It's a new time. And Pastor Eric is now your pastor. And as to him that you will go when you have needs. And even if he might displease you in some way, if he might inadvertently offend you, he's still the shepherd that you come to. Yes, we as pastors are sinful also. And there are times when we need your forgiveness. Pray. That's the imperative of the text. Pray for your pastor, that he would be that caring shepherd, patterned after the life of the good shepherd, caring for you.
Let's go to the, the other word, picture, that of the harvest, the fields that are ripe and, and ready for the harvest. It's a picture of humanity. Humanity here in the community of Albuquerque and the surrounding area, and encompassing the whole world, actually. A harvest that needs to be harvested. The harvest is ready. And if you've grown up on a farm or you've raised a garden or planted tomatoes on the patio or whatever, you know the importance of being ready to harvest when the crop is ready. And if not, you know what happens. It's going to be gone. In our case, it might be the squirrels that get to the crop, or it will rot and decay in the fields or in the garden. There's an urgency with the harvest. So it's a picture of God's kingdom and the need for laborers in the harvest field. And when you think of laborers in the harvest field, who do you think of? Who comes to your mind? Often it's the pastor, isn't it? Or the teacher in the classroom with children in the classroom who do not yet know Jesus, perhaps? Or other church workers? But I'd like you to think beyond that. I'd like you to think of yourself as a harvester. I'd like you to think of yourself as a caring shepherd. And I'd like you to think in that term, in that sense, of your vocations. All of us have a variety of vocations. We're part of a family. A spouse, a parent, a child, grandparent, aunt or uncle. And think about the people in your family. Occupation. A workplace is also for many of you, a vocation. Think about it, whether you're an employer, an employee, your co-workers. Begin to think about how you might care. As a neighbor, that's, being a, that's one of your vocations as well. People who live close to you and your interactions, your relationships with them, or in community organizations in your relationships, students in school, relationship with your teacher, with your fellow students, and teachers and staff with students and, and with one another. There, there's just so many vocations that we have. And as you think about the people that you have relationship with, or that you know that you work with or that you associate with in some way, 
What do you see? What did Jesus see? He saw sheep. He saw people who were harassed and who were helpless. Sometimes harassed by their own religious leaders under legalistic systems. Helpless, whatever that might mean in people's lives. What do you see? People who are helpless, people with various kinds of needs. People need caring shepherds. And yes, you can be a caring shepherd in other people's lives. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had what? He had compassion. He felt some pity for people. He had empathy for them in their harassment, in their helplessness. So we want to move past the idea of just the pastor being the caring shepherd. You have so many relationships with other people, a multitude of relationships that Pastor Eric or teachers in the school and preschool will never be able to have. They, they all will have plenty of relationships as well. But there's so many needs beyond that in community, in the harvest field, for you to be caring shepherds. It may be in your own family. Perhaps there's dysfunction of some kind, anger issues. People are hurtful toward one another, impatient with one another, unkind unwilling to forgive one another. So many needs. How might you be a caring shepherd? And in the workplace, sometimes people are dealing with ethical issues and being challenged in their behaviors. And they may not want to behave in an unethical way, but perhaps you are all that they need to be a support to them. And just think of all the relationships that you have and the needs of people and how you as a caring shepherd can meet those needs. After all, God has gifted you. You heard that in the epistle lesson, the second lesson this afternoon. God's Spirit has given you gifts to use for his work in his kingdom. A number of them were listed in this lesson. Throughout scripture, there are others that are listed as well. And these are used not just for ourselves, not in selfish ways, but for the common good, for the good of all people. And when you are a caring shepherd, you are letting your light shine. A light that shines upward. 
that glorifies God. And the first lesson spoke about God's light to the world. Jesus, God's servant, the one who came to serve us. And when you serve one another, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ as well. And if people should thank you for your service to them, or even ask you why, why are you bothering to do this for so-and-so, or why did you do this for me? Therein is your opportunity, as St. Peter encourages us, always be ready to speak of the hope that is in us. Be ready to speak of the good shepherd, the one who has served us through his life, his death, his resurrection. Because as the first lesson said, God speaking, I will make you as a light for the nations, that is, of, of Jesus, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. The harvest field is ripe. There are many people who need to hear the wonderful good news of Jesus Christ. Pray. Pray for Pastor Eric and his family. Pray for one another. Pray for yourself to have the confidence, the ability to be a caring shepherd to other people. And you're not on your own. You have the Good Shepherd's help. In your baptism, you have been united to him, the one who is the power source, the one who will enable you to be a caring shepherd in his harvest field. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus until life eternal. Amen.